The following content is provided to you as a ministry of Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a high-adventure Christian wilderness camp in Andrews, North Carolina. Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters exist to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through the exposition of Scripture and personal relationships in order to equip the church to impact this generation. For more information, visit our website at swoutfitters.com or follow us on Twitter using the handle at SnowbirdSwo. Enjoy the message. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 5. I want to tell you a funny story before I, uh, I'm going to start. I, I don't, I'm not normally going to start a sermon with a story. We normally start it with Scripture. But I need to kind of set the weekend up, okay? I need to set it up. Because we are talking about Jesus in the Old Testament. I want to help you understand the difference in the Old Testament and what's the other Testament called? New Testament, okay? Now, here's, just to help you understand, the word Testament Another word for testament is covenant. Have you ever heard that word? You ever heard the word covenant? Okay, so th- to me, the word covenant makes a little more sense in my, kind of in my mind how it works. And, uh, and so anyway, I want to help you understand what the Old Testament is and why it matters that we're talking about Jesus in the Old Testament. Especially for those of you that don't know anything about the Bible. You know, maybe you're not a Christian or you're a brand new Christian or you just don't know anything about the Bible. We want to help you kind of understand basic things about how the Bible's laid out. Uh, so here's my story. I, I, I was, uh, I had the privilege. I, w- I was a basketball player. We got Pickens here, don't we? Y'all, I played an AAU tournament one time and a group of boys from Pickens wore us out. I'll never forget that. I'm mad at all of y'all for that. We got Savannah here too, don't we? Savannah, Savannah people? Two of the guys on stage, bass guy and, and the electric guy over here. They're Savannah boys. So they're probably excited y'all are here. That's cool. Um, uh, but anyway, welcome to everybody. You don't just have to be from Pickens, South Carolina, or Savannah, Georgia to be welcomed. We welcome y'all. We got anybody here from North Carolina? All right, good, good. I feel at home then. All right, that's good. All right, so, uh, so I had the privilege to play basketball. That was my thing. I played, I played sports growing up. My, my, I'm not going to tell you a bunch of sports stories, but I played basketball with this guy. named uh, His name was uh, Larry Robertson, and we called him the L train because he was seven feet tall and big. Like, he's big. A lot of times somebody seven feet tall, they're a beanpole, you know. He was a big, big man. And when he was like, this was when, he, when we were 15. He was 6'11 when we were 15 years old. So he's, he was jimongous. And, uh, and so we called him the L train, and then that got shortened to just the train. And we just called him train. And uh, so I remember we, we run around together. We played ball on the school team together. Uh, at first, we went to different high schools, and we met on a travel ball team. And that's when we were going down playing in South Carolina. We were playing tournaments around. I'm from North Carolina here, but going, going around. And, and then, then we went, to the, we, we went to the same high school for one year. But it's because the high school recruited him, and then they got in trouble for it. He had to go back to his other high school. It was a mess. But, uh, but he, he, was, he was about seven feet tall, and he wore cowboy boots all the time. He's a big hillbilly is what he was. And so it made him like seven foot two. And... Uh, and we, we used to go cruising. Y'all, do, wait a minute. Do teenagers, do y'all know what cruising is? Not re- probably not. You know, is that even? All right, y'all, because, okay, let me explain it to you a little bit. All us old people know what cruising is. So back when we were in school, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have these things. And we didn't have social media. So let me tell you what social media was in the 80s. You get in your car, and you drive around with a bunch of other people, and then you park in different parking lots, and you get out, and you talk and converse and carry on. And so that's called cruising. And you ain't got no money for gas, 
So you can't cruise much. You mainly park and watch other, watch the rich kids cruise. All right. So that's what cruising was. Young people, you following me? You got a mental picture of this? All right. So, so we, we go cruising and where we would go cruising, there was people from about 10 different high schools that would come to that one place, cruise up and down. And, and, uh, and old train, he used to try to start fights, but here's what he would do. He would get, I'd be driving, all right, and he would, and he would get way down in the, in, the, in the car. You could just see his head. His knees would be right up there against the, the dash, and he'd be, all you could see is his head, and he'd start yelling at people out the window, and he'd pick a fight, okay? And back then, now it's different times. Back then, boys kind of behaved like that. Also, I wasn't a Christian until I was 20. The things you do when you ain't a Christian don't look like the things you do when you is a Christian, all right? Y'all with me? Okay? So, so, so and, 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 and the train is a preacher now, too. Isn't that funny? And so, but we both needed Jesus back in those days. And we would pull in, and I would, and we'd pull in, might be three or four guys, they'd jump out of a car, boy, they're ready to go. Again, people don't do like this no more. You don't need somebody to shoot you or hit you with a knife or something, all right? Back then, people just beat each other up, laugh about it, and it wasn't no big deal. And so they'd get out there ready to go, you know. Well, the train, he would kick that door open. He wore a size 16, like, quadruple E boot. Had to have them special made. Them big old cowboy boots. And that leg would come out like this. Boom, boom. Boom. And he would like peel himself out, look like some kind of cartoon character. And then and, and inevitably, them guys would be like this, be like, you know, nah, man, we're cool. We're cool. So like always when people got real cool real fast when the train got out of the car, you know, there was one night that when we decided that was a bad activity and we got this guy pulled over and we pulled over and it was two about 40 year old men got out with pistols. And I was like, oh, no, sir, I thought you was my uncle. I thought you was my uncle. We was messing with you. I lied to him. I lied to him. I was like, oh, we was just, train never even got out because he knew even if you're seven feet tall, bullets win. Okay, so, so, so that was the end of that game. All right, so I remember one night we're sitting around the fire. And I said, I said, train, me and you going to be like best friends for life. This is before people would say BFF or besties or anything like that. We would just use normal words. <laughs> we're going to be best friends, man, like for life, okay? Like, you with me? He's like, I'm with you, man. And we're out in the woods. We had a fire going. We were, we were camping. and we go, we're, we're camping out. And I had read that the Native Americans would cut their hands and they would become blood brothers. I was like, hey, man, you want to be blood brothers? He's like, I don't know what that is, but let's do it, man. It sounds good. And so we cut ourselves, but we play basketball. We didn't want to cut on the palm because we need that, you know. So we cut on the, we were wuss blood brothers, you know. We cut on the knuckles like this, and we rubbed it together like that. We got each other's blood all over, you know, each other's hands. And we're like, we're, we're brothers for life, man. And then that was the summer that they expelled him from my school. He had to go to another school. I ain't never seen him since. <laughs> but he's my blood brother. We are bound by covenant. <laughs> I think we made some kind of promise to each other that night, you know. So here's the thing. You can, like a, a covenant is when two people make some sort of promise that's binding. Okay, now watch this. And covenants in the olden days were bound in blood. 
Have you ever heard the phrase blood covenant? I tell you that story because we thought that's what we were doing, but we were way off the rails, man. That's not, that wasn't really a covenant. It was just, and I love him. If I saw him today, we'd pick up right where we left off. He's a good guy, and I've kind of kept up with him through some family. He don't live far from here. But it wasn't really a, a covenant that we entered into. So a covenant is a promise between two people that typically in the ancient days, y'all know what I mean when I say ancient days? Olden days, before technology, before cars, before telephones, and before, like when people walked everywhere, and they had, like it was, a, it was an ancient world. And when people would make a covenant together, they would bind that covenant in blood. And what they would usually do is they would bind it in the blood of an animal. So they'd take an animal. This is true. And this is not just in the Christian tradition. This is in, in about every tradition in the world. They would kill the animal. They'd take the blood of that animal. And they would, that blood would seal that covenant together. So, so me, what's your name, big dog? Jackson. Me and Jackson was going to make a covenant. Let me shake your hand. See, we can do this. You know what a handshake is, don't you, Jackson? Y'all know what a handshake is? My handshake is my word. If I shake your hand, I'm going to stick to it. But a lot of people ain't like that. You should be like that. So, But we shake hands. I'm going to stick to it. But, but back in the day, we would shake hands. And as we held those, that, that, that grip, we would step over the blood of an animal. And it was a symbolic act that our handshake was sealed in the blood that cost that animal its life. It was like bonding us together in covenant. And what, here, watch this. What we were saying is, if I break the covenant, what happened to this animal, may it happen to me. Them strong words, ain't they? And Jackson's saying, if I break the covenant, what happens is this, to this animal, let it happen to me. You see, y'all, we live in a day and age where people break promises all the time, don't think nothing about it. Politicians, movie stars, mamas and daddies. My daddy broke promises when he left my mama. That stinks, man. You've been through your parents' divorce. You know what I'm talking about. That stings way down deep. When people don't keep their promises to you, does it hurt? It hurts. It hurts bad. But the promise that Jesus has made to you is not sealed in the blood of an animal. It's sealed in the blood of Jesus. Amen? And he'll never go back on that promise. But the start and the roots of that promise go all the way back to the very beginning of history, the dawning of time. And it lays out and tells like a powerful story where long before Jesus had come into the world, the first covenant that would ever be made was made. And I want to look at that covenant for the next few minutes, just seven, eight minutes. I want to show you that covenant. And it was a covenant that was made by God. And here's what's so powerful about that covenant was that when God makes a covenant, he doesn't need me to make my end of the deal. Like, you know, I, like I don't have to, like me and God don't shake hands and he's like, okay, then I think you're a man of your word. And we'll, No, what he does is he seals the covenant in his word and in the blood of Jesus. And he says, I'm able to keep you in this covenant. I'm able to take care of you. And we're going to talk about that this weekend. But tonight, what I want to do is show you one verse in Romans chapter 5 that'll sort of set up what happened in, in, the, in the making of this covenant. Romans 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world. Okay, wait a minute. What's that mean? It means there was a time where sin wasn't in the world. Now, now what is sin? Sin's ugliness. Sin's, sin's treating people ugly, being ugly, missing the mark that God set. That we, could, we could spend all the sermons talking about what sin is, but I think in our heart of hearts, we know what sin is. 
And if you don't know what it is to sin, you know what it is to be sinned against. If anybody's ever hurt you or disappointed you or said something ugly about you or lied to you, you've been sinning, you know what sin is. Just as sin came into the world, what that's saying is, y'all, listen, there was a time where sin was not in the world. I want you to imagine a world where there are no school shootings. I want you to imagine a world where there are no addictions to pills. I want you to imagine a world where little kids don't get abused and sexually molested. I want you to imagine a world where people aren't addicted to things like pornography, heroin, alcohol. I want you to imagine a world where there is no war and there's no need for an army. Because it's all at peace. I want you to imagine a world like that. And I want to tell you that that world once existed. It once existed. It was called the Garden of Eden. And it was at the dawning of creation. And what God did was he made it all. You can read about it in Genesis 1 and 2. In fact, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, it was Jesus that made it. He spoke the world into existence. And then something happened on a really dark day. Just as sin came into the world, Romans 5, 12, man sinned against God, and on that day, everything turned dark. In a perfect world where there was no pain, no shame, no guilt, no harm, no broken relationships, everybody was happy, turned very dark. Now watch what he says. Just as sin came into the world through one man, one, one man The first man that ever lived brought this sin into the world. Watch what he says. And death through sin, because of that sin, death is real. And everything that causes death is real. And so death spread to all men because all sinned. There was a day when the world was perfect. And then the world fell into sin. And all of us, even though we weren't alive at that time, fell right in with it. Because every human that would ever be born except for one would be born into sin. Be born into sin. Now, young people, who was the one that wasn't born into sin? Jesus. Is that what you said? Yeah, I couldn't. This thing kicked on. Yeah. And I think some other people said it over here. And, and look, but was Jesus born human? He became human. So how was he not born into sin? Do you remember that he didn't have an earthly biological father? He, had, he was placed in the womb as a little teeny tiny baby. He was placed in the womb of Mary who would become his mother. And that was a special way for a person to be born. He's the only person ever born like that. He came into the world to free us from sin. So all the way back at the dawning of time, everything was perfect. Sin came into the world. The world fell. And I want to just show you as, as the last thought of the night what God said when that happened in Genesis 3. When the sin came into the world, God goes to the serpent. The serpent, you can read about in Genesis 3, was the one who was the deceiver. He came along and tempted and tricked Adam and Eve, the first humans, into sinning. And watch what God said to him. Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock. Y'all know what livestock are? Cows, pigs, horses, goats. We're talking tonight. I was talking to one of my girls here. Goats are stinky, man. Goats are stinky. They're cute when they're little babies, but they're stanky. Livestock cows. Cows are tasty, but nasty. 
They live in the mud. They eat nasty, wet, old, rotten hay. I remember one time, I don't remember, I think it was one of my kids was in the cars years ago, a long time ago. One of my kids back when, and he was just old enough maybe to stand in the truck seat beside me. You live in the country, sometimes you let your kid do that, you know. We're riding behind, along behind the cow pastures, and there's cows all around the house, and we're riding along, coming to the house, and I remember there was this, there was this little calf, and y'all know what a calf is. There's a little baby cow, and it's got its, it's trying to nurse to the mother, but it's, he, the little calf was standing right behind the mama and trying to reach through and get to the, the udders. <laughs> That's a funny word. Try to get to the milk. And it was going between the back legs, and he was ramming into mama's rear end with his head like that. And I remember just thinking, I wonder what this kid's going to think about that. And all of a sudden, he was like maybe four years old. He's like, Wah! he starts laughing. I was like, what are you laughing? He said, he said, uh, he said that cow was eating he butthole. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, whatever. That's gross. That's not what was happening, but yeah, okay, sure. That was funny, man. Kids are funny. Kids will say some stuff. So, so livestock are nasty. So, so the one who brought sin and darkness into the world by tempting the man, God's cursing him and saying, you're, you're going to be cursed below cattle. On your belly you'll go, dust you'll eat all the days of your life. I'll put enmity between you and the woman. Between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now, I don't have time to get into it tonight, but you're going to talk about it a little bit in share groups. This is a prophecy about Jesus. And here's what's interesting. This is written on about the third page of the Bible. Jesus doesn't come into history until about the 1,000th page of the Bible, about right there. So that prophecy is written right there. Jesus don't come till right there. Okay, so he's saying long before Jesus comes into the world, it was prophesied. Y'all know what prophesied means? It means it was predicted that he would come into the world. And what he was going to do is he was going to come into the world and bring salvation. He's going to crush the serpent. He's going to destroy the thing that you and I can't say no to. He was going to say no to it. The sin that you try to fight but can't seem to get victory over it, Jesus was going to fight it and get victory over it. The temptation that you give into, he was going to not give into. The death that you're going to have to die, he was going to die and then conquer it victoriously by raising from the dead. All the way back at the dawning of time, God made a promise. You know what? It's dark here. It's broken here. The world is bad, but I'm going to make a covenant with you. And a covenant is what? It's a promise sealed in blood. And that covenant will be sealed in the blood of Jesus. And that covenant is going to be that I'm going to save you from the darkness. I'm going to save you from the brokenness. I'm going to give you hope in the hopelessness. I'm going to give you joy in the heartache. I'm going to free you from addiction. I'm going to free you from sin. I'm going to free you from pain and guilt and shame. And I'm going to give you life that's full and free through the blood of Jesus and a covenant relationship with him. That's the gospel. And the gospel means good news. That's the good news. Isn't that good news, young people? It's good news that Jesus would come into a broken world and give us salvation. And so what we're going to do over the course of this weekend is we're going to look back to Genesis all the way to the time that Jesus came into the world, which took place over about probably 5,000 years of time. And we're going to look at what God was doing to prepare the world for Jesus to come into the world. And then Jesus came into the world and he brought that salvation, and he crushed the head of that serpent, and he gave us, through the covenant of his blood, salvation, full and free. Amen?
All right, I'm going to pray and give you some directions, okay? Lord, thank you for your word. And I thank you that your word never returns void. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. The word of God stands forever. All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for correction, for reproof, for instruction and training in righteousness and for conviction, for rebuke. That the man of God may be competent, that we may be competent, built up for good works. Lord, your word is powerful. It's sharper than a double-edged sword, and it's able to literally pierce our souls. And so tonight, as we've opened your word and looked at it, I pray that you would do your sufficient and authoritative work through your word in the lives of these students and leaders and staff and all of us. And as we go into share group time, I pray that we would consider the fact that long before you ever stepped physical foot into this world, you had established a plan to enter into the brokenness and give us hope. And I pray for students this weekend that don't have hope, that as we unpack these sermons and these texts, these passages of Scripture, that you'd make it make sense to them. You'd bring them from death to life. I wasn't much older than them when I became a Christ follower. And Lord, I think you can do that miracle. I know, if I know anything, you can do that miracle in their lives. You can bring them from, from not knowing you to knowing you. So please have your way this weekend for your good name and for your glory. We love you. And I thank you, Jesus, that you came and you made a covenant in your blood to draw us into a relationship that's eternal because you love us so much. You conquered sin. You conquered death. You conquered hell. You conquered all of our enemies so that we could live in victory. We thank you and praise you for that in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen.